views and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of his sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. What is going on, everyone? Edwin Pagan here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package. Man, if you're new to the channel, I appreciate you checking us out. This is a weekly podcast I do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday where I take three articles from the internet, uh, typically about technology that I find interesting or fascinating. Uh, I give you my analysis on them, right? I break them down, and then I send you on your way, hopefully more aware and more informed about the interwebs and the things going on in it, right? But mainly, it's just my way of sharing stories with you guys that I find interesting uh, or fascinating. But with that being said, man, it's been an interesting week. As always, it's not interesting anymore. What am I saying? What am I saying is interesting for? It's, it's quarantine. We're all in quarantine, right? So uh, <laughs> what can you really do when you're in quarantine, right? Um, but I've been trying to stay as productive as possible. I probably had the like the most least productive yet, uh, day yesterday, um, just mainly because it's like you don't realize how much, like I work from home uh, I typically work from home, right? Uh, ever since I started my business. And it's one thing to always be home and have the option to go out, which like, you know, I went out for the gym uh, or to get some sparkling water at the at the gas station. Um, but now that like you're fully confined to the house, like I find myself finding excuses to like even just go outside for anything. But um, yeah, we're in quarantine, bro. And it's, it's, it's hard to stay productive. Um, you know, now that we're homeschooling as well, the child, now we got that situation. And so it's like trying to balance that out and doing this. So Definitely had an unproductive day, but like, um, nah, it's, it's quarantine, man. And, and I love that, like, more and more people, like, on Facebook, I'm seeing are like taking advantage of streaming and uh, and putting out content. I saw a dude the other day DJing, and uh, so I'm like, I'm kind of like geared towards like, man, I gotta start creating more content, even though I'm doing the podcast. It'd be, uh, there's gotta be something else I wanna do. Like, I wanna do gaming and streaming, but like, I get creeped out like by streaming, and then like, when I stream, it's only kids on my channel, but. I don't know, right? It's like, it's like, hey, do your parents know that you're watching a grown man uh, play Roblox? You know what I'm saying? But um, I think like since my son's gonna be staying here more often due to the the corona um, in homeschooling, I think I'm gonna start streaming more with him. Might even teach him how to actually stream, help him set up his own stream. Who knows what we're gonna do? But it's definitely the time um, to uh, for all of us to kind of just take time to work on those things that we uh, we never had time to work on, you know, because it's like we're home. You got nothing else to do. And eventually you're going to watch everything on Netflix and you're going to do it quick. You know, my, my fiance, um, she finished watching Grey's Anatomy. I never thought Grey's Anatomy would be over, but uh, she finished watching the entire series, man. As long as we've been dating, she's been watching it and uh, it's never been over until now. So uh, I think that like I'd rather see people use their time more towards, you know, uh, working on things or learning new things than just sitting at home and fidgeting with their thumbs and watching Netflix, which is definitely what I'm trying to avoid. I definitely am at fault for having my days where I uh, I don't feel like I'm as, as productive as I want to be. Because it's crazy because I heard someone say something the other day where it's like there's a difference between being busy and being productive, right? And which is like being busy means that you're just like your time is occupied, right? And being productive means you actually did something productive. You actually did something like like you got something done. And so I, it's an ongoing battle with me, you know what I'm saying? But um that's where we're at though, right? You know what I'm saying? So like with that being said, man, let's go ahead and jump into the stories. Um, pardon the views today. My son had to use uh, my iPad for school because we have a uh, like ABC mouse and stuff like that. So I'm screen sharing from my um 
I'm screen sharing from my iPhone. Um, but with that being said, man, of course, the articles discussed in today's podcast um, are available in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on the audio podcast or on your, on your favorite podcast application, it is in the bio or the description in that application. I don't even know what that looks like anymore. Uh, but with that being said, man, let's go to the first article coming from the fine folks at Wired.com, which is basically an article talking about how um, basically, you know, what, I got to change the angles because it's not coming out right, bro. Uh, so basically, if many if robots steal so many jobs, why aren't they saving us now, man? And this is a very, very interesting topic because it's, a, it's a, again, check it, check out the article at, um, at wired.com. But it's, it's one of those things where, um, it's kind of disgusting how like we we all had this fear of automation, this fear of like yo robots are taking our jobs, are going to take our jobs, are actively taking our jobs, and so we're wondering why like why now since we're completely removed from the economy in the sense of being quarantined, why aren't robots doing our jobs? Why are we so in fear that the economy is going to collapse and everything like that? And that to me is always been the point I've been trying to make as far as like what. AI and artificial intelligence and automation is going to do for our economies, right? Um, like I said, definitely check out the article because it, it opens up some valid points, and I kind of want to give my my kind of my overall view of it. But this idea that we have that robots are going to take over uh, or automation is going to take over, to me, is so unrealistic in the next five years for that happening. Um, and I think that a lot of candidates, a lot of campaign, and I, I don't like to get political on my podcast, but I feel like AI and automation is a buzzword. And a lot of us don't realize how much of our lives are automated already and we still have jobs available. And so how dependent the workforce in the economy is, is uh, it still is on human workers. And now more than ever with this recession that's coming upon us in this, um, this whole quarantine and people not being able to work that now more than ever we should see that like hey you know what yes robots are great but they still need their human counterparts you know what i'm saying and um in this article they kind of basically discuss that in that in that sense of like you know yes people think robots are going to take over but robots still need humans and they can't exist without the human aspect of it and so um this kind of should be a point to people that like who are in fear that automation and AI are going to take our jobs. Uh, it, it's, it's just we're not there yet. We're far from it um, with autonomous driving, with autonomous factories. What we need to understand um, is that robots uh, are supplemental in that sense, right? Meaning like if you look at Amazon and how their factory works, and if you ever get a chance to look at it, it's pretty fascinating. But they have robots that basically bring packages to people. And so the robots do the heavy lifting. They go the zooming to go pick up a package, the the, the process of, um, you know, finding a package or assisting someone. But at the end of the day, that human aspect of it still needs to be there. And that's like that with a lot of things out there. And so this idea that we see or hear about that robots are going to eliminate us completely, the technology is not there yet. And, and look at looking at where we are right now with this quarantine situation and the coronavirus and how our economy is slowly shutting down. Um, and not to say it's shutting down, but you could in the fears of it shutting down, that should kind of show us that, yeah, we're not as dependent on robots as you think we are. Like we are still dependent on humans. And so definitely check this article out. It's definitely worth the, uh, the, the read. So, uh, with that being said, man, I'm gonna bring over the next article coming from the fine folks at which this was coming from Grammarly. So this is from medium.com. And it's basically a, a nice little interesting piece about basically about Grammarly makes a lot of mistakes. Now, if you're not familiar with Grammarly and, and, uh, 
uh, I kind of go in more detail about the article. If you're not familiar with Grammarly, Grammarly is an epic application because what Grammarly does is it's an artificial intelligence based spell checking system, right? It does really, really good uh, spell checking, right? It's It goes beyond like uh, your Microsoft Word spell check that kind of finds incorrectly spelled words. It does everything from punctuations, it does suggestions, it does all these things. And it's one of those applications that um, Grammarly also states that they have over 20 million plus users, right? And so um, I could tell you from the perspective of someone who who's worked in corporate America who a large portion of my job is to write emails I heavily depended on this application called uh, Grammarly. Um, you know, it works on your phone as a keyboard uh, application, and it works on your on your computer as a word processing like a uh, 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 add-on, right? Um, so it's one of those applications that, like, if you work in corporate and you type out emails for a living, it's one of those applications that helps you write better because it'll look at your writing and it'll suggest, hey, um, you know. Put this word instead of this word. There's a lot of repeated words. Um, it gives you the option to say, "I'm trying to write something technical versus more formal," and it goes in and makes suggestions. Now, this kind of goes back to my point in, um, we know the fear that we have with artificial intelligence, which is, um, you know, people say, "Hey, uh, artificial intelligence is going to take over our jobs." My goodness, my iPhone is not unlocking for this video. Um, so, what's really interesting is how the article talks about how how like basically grammarly is not as accurate as people make it out to be you know what i mean like uh how like it, it has <laughs> issues suggesting certain type of words uh telling the telling the difference between there and there telling knowing like that you're typing in a name versus uh anything else and so like uh what's interesting again in the article is that like everybody thinks that artificial intelligence is going to replace us and that uh you know that um that uh that um that like like they know how to do so much but this article kind of highlights uh the idea that like yeah listen artificial intelligence is great but even the spell checker that's using 20 million users data to kind of build an algorithm or or a pattern to do better uh like uh better spell correction even that thing has issues and so i know this episode has been revolving around a lot around a lot around artificial intelligence but this is a great article to kind of show you that like hey the robots are not as smart as people think they are. So um, I wanted to hover over this article mainly, mainly because I use Grammarly extremely heavily in my life, just in general. Um, with anything I write, it's one of those things. Like the more you use it, the better, uh, the more useful it gets. And it is an app that you pay for as well. It, I think it's like thirty-four dollars or forty dollars a month, or every forty forty dollars every three or four months uh, to use the application. But it's one of those applications that, like, if you type for a living, if you're whether you're writing scripts, whether you write emails, whether you're reporting to customers, it's one of those applications that um, you gotta have. You know what I'm saying? And so the fact that people are saying, "Hey, it works, but it still makes mistakes," but I still use it, kind of shows to the fact that, like, yeah, we can coincide with robots, and it doesn't need to be perfect, but it it, it does need to be useful. And in this situation, it's one of those applications that's extremely useful. So if you do type out emails for living if you do like do a lot of writing i definitely and highly suggest uh checking out grammarly um and then checking out this article kind of give you a reference of like how it actually works so um with that being said man uh we're gonna wrap up the last uh story 
Man, I feel like this is going a little short today. Um, but last story uh, is coming from the fine folks at TechCrunch. And I thought this article was kind of funny. Um, but basically, uh, beware of Zoom bombing. Uh, screen sharing filth to video calls. Man, this is so freaking hilarious because what it is basically is that like a lot of people because everyone is in quarantine a lot of people are doing remote conference calls video conference calls um, and so the article kind of talks about uh, an editor for uh, from a publication who set up a zoom video call for all public to look at right for people to join and listen and then what someone started doing which they call zoom bombing is you basically hop onto a, a, a hop onto a conference call and start trolling everyone and in this situation these uh, trolls hopped onto this uh, conference call and started playing the infamous two girls one cut video which if you've seen it terrible for you you've tr don't 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 google it if you're at work or at home don't try to google two girls one cup but basically they screen share and they start showing filth they start making noises to the conference call and so uh it, they call it bombing basically and it's one of those things that like it's it was bound to happen listen like um because listen as long as trolls exist people are going to find ways to troll meetings and so what the article is really interesting is like it's becoming a trend that like people are looking for open conference calls to jump in on and uh and and like troll basically everybody on the call so i thought it was an interesting article uh, i suggest you check it out but the article talks about steps you can take uh to mitigate someone from uh trolling your conference call right which is basically you know restrict guest access you know make sure phones are muted make sure that people have to ask permission make sure screen sharing is disabled and if push comes to shove set up a password for that conference call especially if it's work related um, but if you're just kind of like doing a global event um, that's a way to do it now like for me when I stream because I do streaming and I do like tech support through that stream I filter the chat I make sure to kick people off and I actively keep an eye on the chat and prevent people from doing certain stuff like that but on zoom there's a little more functionality and more worries in that sense but uh, I thought it was an interesting article but to say the least um, that is today's uh, or this week's episode of uh, word of the road man I know this episode was a little short oh my god it's under 14 minutes but it's kind of the articles I wanted to share it's kind of a light day uh, in the news but with that being said man I I appreciate you guys checking out uh, this episode. Um, of course, we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, it's available on YouTube and all major podcast networks. Um, but leave your questions and comments below. I'm definitely going to put out some more videos, hopefully do some more streaming. Um, but a bunch of tutorials I'm trying to get out. And I apologize for the delay on all of them, but I promise you they are coming. Uh, but with that being said, man, I appreciate you guys checking out the podcast. And until next time, guys, my name is Edwin Pagan. This has been The Word on the Road. Take care, everyone. Peace. Max, what are you doing? Watching my dad's channel. You're watching your dad's YouTube channel?